Five Year Mission, the podcast, episode 58. By now, you figured out that this is the Five Year Mission podcast. Welcome to another episode of Five Year Mission, the podcast, the only podcast hosted by a band called Five Year Mission. I'm your host, Chris Spurgeon, and I am Chris. What? What? Do that again, because I heard like a weird during your when you said it. Ah, It's not going to get better than that. (laughs) Just do it again. Just edit that buzz out. Welcome to another episode of Five Year Mission, the podcast, the only podcast hosted by a band called Five Year Mission. My name is Chris Spurgeon. I'll be your host, along with three other intrepid gentlemen, Mike Rittenhouse. Say hi, Mike. You're right. The first one was better. I told you. <laughs> I told you. We also have Noah Butler. Hey. The excited Noah Butler and the equally as excited Patrick O'Connor. I am intrepid. Intrepid. See, that's, I use the right word. So this episode, we're going back to the What Are Little Songs Made Of? And we'll be discussing a fine little segment called Who Mourns for Adonius? Yes, Adonius. 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 I I did extensive research. I'm quite sure. You know, it it was, uh, I think I read somewhere that it was derived from Adonis, maybe. Yeah, I've I've heard people say that it's pronounced Adonis. Yeah, but it's Adonius in this case. Shatner pronounced it Adonis in the episode, I believe. They call him Adonis in the episode? Yeah, uh, maybe I'm thinking of. I remember I hearing William no, Shatner. No, he's Apollo in the episode. Yeah, he's Apollo. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Another a, another a word. Yeah, I don't know where Adonius <laughs> came from. But Pat, Patrick pronounces it Adonius in the song, so that's how I pronounce it. Hmm. Well, Adonius. Th- I did research about it too. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, I, I think that's an artistic rendering of the. It name. also it also fit the meter. Like it had the right number of syllables if you if you pronounce it that way. <laughs> Artistic uh, I, license. I think it's pronounced Mugato. Right? Exactly. It's, it's Gumato. Gumato. Another grand episode where they've given us words that no one says and no one can pronounce. Patrick's the one that that wrote this episode. So Patrick, why don't you? He wrote the episode. Do- no, I can't <laughs> take credit song, for that. He wrote the song for the episode. Why don't you? Or I can't take the blame for that either. Give us uh, a, a quick rundown of what this one's about. Uh, well, the, I mean, the episode. We we've all seen the episode, right? <laughs> with I have, Apollo yeah. and doing God stuff and capturing the Enterprise with a giant green hand of energy and trying to force us to worship him, all that fun stuff. This is one of those episodes that is kind of bonkers <laughs> it's just like one yeah. of those weird who the hell thought of this weirdness kind of episodes i think well, a lot of it had to do with like what sets and um you know extra pieces they had hanging out at the studio that they could use and they you know just kind of were like oh here's something we can use they, they just happen to have a set that legit. looked like like uh, like old greek greek old, like yeah old, old greece 
Yeah. <laughs> Old Greek land. Yeah. <laughs> well, wherever those Greeks lived. <laughs> um, no, Mediterranean somewhere. I, I, I like the... I really like the main idea in this episode that um, the ancient Greek gods could have been, you know, more powerful alien life forms. And that's how all these stories got built around them. That's how they were interpreted as gods back then. You know, I, I, yeah. I love that kind of thing. Like uh, I think it a is a neat soft idea. place for that. Yeah. I think it's a cool idea. Um, yeah. And in fact, I had, um, like my freshman year in college, um, there was some mythology class that we were taking and the, uh, the professor showed like that entire episode and talked a whole bunch about it. If only I had remembered what his point was and what he said <laughs> it's a long time ago, but he did show us that specific episode in its entirety um, and connected it to some mythology thing that he was trying to, teach us dumb 18 year olds about in this case wasn't it was apollo and he was alone on this planet and all the other gods were gone right he was like the last one yeah it's like they had sort of i think like ascended to some other yeah okay higher state of being um so what was his purpose behind capturing the enterprise he was kind of displaying his power wasn't he trying to trying to awe the, the people yeah the little he people. was gaining yeah. his energy by having them worship him basically. yeah yeah that's right yeah he, okay. he got his power from worship yeah his ultimate goal being to ascend himself something like that Is i that don't correct? i don't remember I, I i think actually i think the other greek gods like just went somewhere else because no one did worship them they stopped worshiping them so they just mm, sort yeah, of okay. floated off into the ether but somehow he yeah. stuck around and he was, he was the holdout. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like these episodes where we don't really totally remember what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so we just kind of <laughs> introduce all these suppositions. Yeah, I think that's what, what happened. I, I think we're he gonna, was we a just God. open ourselves to these, <laughs> you know, ridic to ridicule. We're going to get so many emails. About I don't know, Star Trek. <laughs> no, nobody emails anymore, Noah. <laughs> that's true. They just come to your door. <laughs> so, Patrick, the the version of this song that everyone knows from year two, which is the last song on the album, uh -huh. uh, that's not the first version of the song that you wrote. No, no, you actually, remember the, the first demo? I, I remember this one specifically because uh, it was the first demo I think I gave you guys where you said, uh, it's all right, but try again. <laughs> because every other time, and it just kind of come to me, and I, you know, laid it down, brought it in, everybody was good with it, and we just worked on the song, you know. But this this particular case, I had to fiddle with it a bit more. And um, so the it originally was all, I think, in 3-4 and kind of slow all the way through. And the yeah. idea I had was that there was going to be like a long fade out at the end, sort of Hey Jude style with some kind of refrain. Mm -hmm. Um, and then after people were saying, well, it's too slow, it's, it's too long. It's kind of plotting. I sped it up and I just kept the intro bit slow, like the original version was, and then went into the faster part for the rest of the song. So, um, at that point, the outro idea didn't really work. 
So then, of course, we did the long intro idea instead. <laughs> <laughs> that is a long intro. Um, but I, as Noah was saying, like the episode, I mean, Noah wasn't saying the episode is flawed, but it is somewhat flawed. But the ideas of it are interesting. Um, and so it was definitely one that I didn't want to just do a play by play of this is what happens in the episode. You know what I mean? It was more about sort of the message and the theme of the episode because it that's much more interesting to me than what the actual episode does. You know what I mean? From yeah. scene to scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah, it was kind of just the, the scene that, I mean, the, the image of it that always um, stuck in my mind was the giant hand. You know, the first thing you see at the beginning is that it's hard to not remember that image. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Green hand in space because it makes no sense whatsoever. (laughs) It's right up there with Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, that to me, that had to be the first thing to show up in the song. So that's how it starts. I think it has a great that that beginning, those first lines. Once you've heard it, it's oh yeah, it's stuck in my head. Always associate with that song. Always. Always. Yep. Yep. And so, so everybody listening to the long intro is just waiting for the green hand to show up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, and I speaking think... of the intro, I thought it was really cool the way that was put together. And yeah. I hadn't heard any of it until I heard the finished version. And I thought it was really cool because we took a, a lot of... Um, was that the one where we took pieces Sample of... Yeah. All the other all songs, the other yeah. songs, yeah, and put them in there, and I thought that was really, really a really cool idea. So there's slowed way down, or sped way up, or turned, you know, backwards. Yeah. Um, and this album in particular, I thought year two for me was the one where we seemed like we were the most experimental and trying different I, things because we kind of laid yeah. year yeah. one down pretty, pretty, you know, quickly as we would play it live. Uh, whereas this one, we thought, well, we have a little bit more time to just see what happens and just try things out. And this was sort of the epitome of that (laughs) was this intro bit that goes on for several minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think this is, I think we had the songs themselves weren't very experimental, but we experimented a lot when we were mixing and and recording. So I, yeah, I definitely agree with that. And the thing that I added, so Mike was adding in these bits of, you know, sampled bits from other songs on the intro. And I was, uh, I did this early talk to text thing where I had, I took some ideas of dialogue from the episode and sort of typed it in and transcribed it in this early talk to text feature with these odd robotic sounding voices. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so sounds, those are kind of mixed in. They do sound really robotic, almost like the computer's talking to itself. It was like yeah. line, lines of dialogue, but then also you took lyrics from like every song. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, so it, in, in those robotic voices, uh, like it includes, uh, like at least one lyric from every song. A couple of the songs that has quite a few of them, but they're kind of just yeah. all blended yeah. in and in no like random order. Uh, I mean, yeah. we we weren't I trying to remember. make it any kind of coherency. We were just playing around, no. sticking them in there wherever we felt like. It, it was supposed to be a little trippy, I think. You know, yeah. Um, which that intro bit does seem kind of trippy. Um, but I don't remember actually if you started with the samples from the music or if I started with the, those voices and then I can't remember which way it worked, but yeah, I, um, 
I don't remember which came first, but I know like at practice and in recording, we were trying to figure out how to start the song because we didn't know if we wanted you to just jump right in with the vocal immediately, or if we wanted there to be like to run through the chords a few times. And then it just turned into us like making it longer and longer and adding all this random stuff in. Yeah. Um, I know we took like the, I had that idea to do the, uh, to do the long outro. So I think I naturally sort of gravitated to doing it as a long intro. Just, I just like that idea. Uh, well, I think it worked really well because it gives, it's the very last song on the album. Didn't we split it up into two tracks? Yeah. So that you could yes. skip that long intro. Yeah. yeah. And we, I remember we discussed what we were going to do with the the first track, whether it was going to be not be listed, which would be weird because then it would just skip yeah. a number and you'd think, oh, it's a misprint. Or yeah. if we were going to title it like, you know, prelude to who mourns for a donation <laughs> yeah. or whatever. <laughs> I, I think just this leaving it as we? a number with no title, I think yeah. works great. Yeah, I, I do too. And cr- I really cr- like how it flows uh you know from kind of this really trippy kind of floaty intro into this kind of mellow beginning mm-hmm. and then just takes off and i i just i really like how this song turned out yeah uh, chris i want to correct something you said earlier you said that we split that into two separate tracks yeah so that you could uh skip that track mm-hmm. um <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to correct that to say we split that into two separate tracks so that you could play that track on repeat and and not have to hear the rest of it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. We'll go with that. (laughs) Uh, This is one that really, I don't think we rehearsed this one very much before we recorded it. There's always a few of those. um, But this was one of them, I think. And I remember one of the very last things we recorded before we finished the album was Chris's high vocal harmony part. Oh my God. I don't think and I can do that anymore. It, it was really difficult. I remember so but it was, that was one of the last things we recorded. And what I remember about it was we actually had the wrong mic turned on when we were recording. And so it was actually <laughs> capturing you from across the room yeah. and it gave it this, this really interesting quality though. <laughs> and I still love hearing that. Yeah, that was, I don't know what I was thinking quite frankly because you were already really the the vocal was already pretty high and i was already doing um a high vocal and then it just got start it was just like got higher and higher i I, I think i i think that i i i stepped in and i said do the end of nowhere man Like where 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 Paul sings like the part, but then on the last one he goes really high, and you were already super high, and you're like, okay, yeah. I, I think at the time I, I don't know if I, I honestly don't know if I could do it anymore. But at the time it just it was one of those things where I just kind of went for it and got yeah. it, and so it worked. But yeah, it, it's in um, it's pretty high, pretty high vocal there, and it works great too as like a climactic end to the album. You know, which I yeah, love about yeah. that. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great closer. It turned out really well, and I was, I, I didn't know how this was going to turn well, out. It has honestly. kind of that dissonant um, last chord too. You know, after yeah. we it finishes, and then it just kind of goes. Wah, you know? Yeah, it's like the diminished chord at yeah. the end that just kind of trails which off. Which is cool. I really like the way and, it ends. And of course, the little bit of trivia that like dissonant major seventh chord or whatever it is that that 
we kind of stretch out and extend mm -hmm. there. Then we, we grab that same like chunk and sound and put it at the beginning of the first track on year three, right? So at the like, beginning oh, yeah, of the changeling, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like it's like the same actual chunk of audio that we yeah. so yeah. it's almost like the one album bleeds into the next, which is that was super yeah, cool. That was in fact I, I specifically wrote the next one. We'll we'll talk about this later, but I <laughs> specifically wrote the next one in the same key just so I could make that happen because I really <laughs> like the idea of having one fade out and the other one fade in on that same chord. Yeah. And it's it's funny because you actually hear that over the course of our those two albums, you actually hear that part three times because we also sampled it and reversed it and stretched it out over the entire four minutes of track 16. <laughs> it's, it's actually over that as well. So you, you do hear it three times in total. Isn't it 15 track 15? Uh, no, tra track 16, and then uh, Adonius is track 17. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, right, because then, and then we have the uh, next time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, 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 year, the year three preview would be track yeah, 18. Exactly. Yeah, I think the reason I came up with the idea of doing that chord thing from one song to the next one was because nobody had had like an ending song and first song back-to-back -back before. Yeah, and you I were, thought it would be the fun, first one. fun to do that. Yeah. So I thought it would be fun to do that. Does that that doesn't happen and that won't won't happen any other time, will it? That it happened it, with me, uh, but I just didn't do anything with it. Didn't it wait. <laughs> oh, did it? No. No. What Chris, was the end of, Chris had the first and and or he had the the last song. Oh, I had the first and last songs on, on year, four. year four. On year four, yeah. Yeah. yeah because wow. I had Private Little War and um what's the last song on year three? Oh no noah has that one immunity syndrome yeah immunity, yeah. Syndrome. immunity yeah. syndrome yeah 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 that's what i was thinking i was thinking that the end of year three was what i had oh or wait but so immunity syndrome would go into hey kara wouldn't it I well, I guess technically, this, yeah, I guess it would. If, if it's yeah, if <laughs> yeah. album wise, album wise, yeah. And yeah. and strangely enough, that like uh, those aren't in the same key. Usually, all my songs are in the same key, <laughs> but those two it are not in the same key. or something. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll make Turnabout Intruder bleed into the cage. Okay. <laughs> all right. Red track. Good. Now this song, um, we didn't. We 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 played it live several times, but I, it was never one that was in a, a real regular rotation. I don't think, right? We yeah. maybe played it right. soon yeah. after the release a couple times, and too then... bad because I thought it sounded really good live. It's I a mean, good obviously song. Obviously, we yeah. couldn't do the long intro. Yeah, but yeah, it was cool because it just came in real mellow, and then it was fun to rock out. I remember. Yeah. No, I, I really like playing it. I think it was more that it was kind of a strain for us to sing it, and so. Yeah, I guess at the end of the set it might be okay at that, but uh, you know who knows if you're losing your voice by the end of the set yeah. or not. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. live the vocals were. I mean, recording the vocals were hard enough. Doing them live is another story. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I had a lot of fun with it. I enjoyed it, especially the for this one. Especially the recording process was a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't really remember. Um, you know, we didn't play it live that often. Uh, I th I'm on keys on this one. 
And the key part isn't super complicated. It's mainly just some uh, texture in the background. So that gives me a lot of freedom to be able to do the, to do vocals. I don't have to really think too much about what I'm playing. So that's, that's nice. It's always nice when I can just concentrate on the vocals and know that what I'm playing is going to be right. You know, <laughs> it's not like when I'm on bass and I'm on vocals and I'm like, Oh, wait, which one am I supposed to be doing now? And I had, I had lead guitar on this one, which I rarely am on lead guitar and uh, I didn't do anything super fancy, but it was, it was way more walky than what I was used to. So it was one that I had to concentrate on and practice. And, you know, so I think too, anytime we might've wanted like on a lark to go, Hey, let's bring that one back. It wasn't one that like a lot of us could just kind of, well, at least, uh, okay. A lot of us meaning me just <laughs> jump right back into and be like, oh, okay. You know, and because I had no muscle memory on it and I would have had to have completely relearned it from scratch and you know so it was that that one it was tough it's too bad I, I i really do like that song and i really like playing it live too but it was just it was it was uh, a complicated part for me so it was one that i would have yeah. had to have just really had in my wheelhouse all the time yeah you know some songs just work really well live and other songs not as much and you know you learn them for the release or whatever but then you kind of stick with the ones that work the best you know so yeah. i mean we had tomorrow's yesterday and this side of paradise for mine. So we really didn't need another one very often, you know? Yeah. I think we played this at Starbase Indy for the release. Yeah. And we probably played it at the Mel that time, the same time, you know, cause we had the, the Mel release. We probably played it there, but I don't really remember. I think we played this at the, um, we played at the Stutz building one time. Remember oh, yeah, playing there, and, right. and I think we played it there for so. I don't know why I remember mm -hmm. that, but but I that feel was like, like right did. after Patrick met Savannah, and oh, she came, I remember she came to that show. Yeah, that was the first time we saw her with Patrick. And oh, that's right. Remember... And she was just kind of hanging out, like behind a partition or something, being really quiet. <laughs> I, re I remember that that was shortly after y'all had. Uh, I mean, we met her at. Gen Con. Yeah. Yeah. And then y'all had been. Well, we talking. kind of met her actually at Starbase Indie for the year two release. Oh, yeah, that's right. And so and then we, we by the time we got to the Stutz building, yeah. you know, there was like snuggling and baby talk going on. And we're like, what is going on? What, is, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> that was funny. Well, well, well done, Patrick. Surprise. Well done. <laughs> well done. Yes. Yeah. You did okay there. <laughs> I think it was at I think it was at uh, it was at uh, Star Trek Las Vegas. She was like leaving us backstage to go fetch sandwiches or something, and I just like turned to Noah and I said, "How did that happen?" <laughs> <laughs> Noah said, "I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> well, this this is another song that uh, that I, I I think I wrote a really fun bass part for, but it's also like Noah said like super complicated and it's difficult to like, it, it wears me out playing it live. So I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not too upset that this one kind of fell out of rotation, <laughs> but uh, I do really like the bass part that I wrote. Uh, it's uh it's definitely uh very catchy. Like when you hear it by itself. I also think that um, because I, you know, I think we have lots of songs where they they're difficult live. I think, 
partly because of how we sort of wrote parts and set them up for the album. Um, but I think like we could have in hindsight, um, you know, I think we could have changed a lot of those songs to just make them work for live without sacrificing the essence of the song for some songs, some songs, maybe not, but I think there's, there's several songs. I think we could have just been like, well, we're just going to simplify this a whole lot so we can play live and have fun with it. But um, we just, we never tended to do that. <laughs> I think a lot of times that actually happens just organically when we play it yeah. enough. And I was going to say, I think kind we've of, done that before. Yeah. You like sacrifice little parts that you, that are just too hard yeah. for you to keep up with that aren't really that important. I know yeah. that I've simplified the the baseline on Aaron of Mercy more than once when I'm just trying to concentrate on singing because there's a lot of movement on that on on that the bass part there. Yeah. Did you um, simplify it by like dropping it down a half step? Um, <laughs> no, and then <laughs> and then playing all the wrong notes. Yep, I did do that once. I did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean that's an interesting experiment it's, yeah <laughs> the only i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to thwart your creativity <laughs> that was at the that was at radio radio wasn't it yeah and i yep. couldn't i couldn't hear it and i was i thought i was in the right place but i was a half step off that when you said <laughs> <laughs> Do do people know this? Send that to us. Uh, no, we, no, no one else knows of that video. Oh dear God! Tell tell, tell, them, tell tell the folks about it. Okay. Like, so when I was editing some some songs that we had recorded at Radio Radio that we also had video for, uh, I was listening and I heard Chris's bass on Aaron to Mercy, and so I just I uh, I singled out his bass. Uh, and put it on the video and I made a bunch of notes about all the things that he did wrong. And then I sent it out to the guys so they could have a laugh. And it, I shouldn't laugh because it was pretty much Mike <laughs> making fun of me, but it was so funny. I felt so stupid. If, if, if it had just been one or two little notes or like, it was maybe, embarrassing. Or, or maybe one little section where you just happen to be off, you know, it wouldn't have been a big deal, but it was like the entire song. There were only like maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe two like little parts where you were actually on the right note playing the right well, thing. What's, <laughs> what's funny is you are, <laughs> you're making all these comments about, oh, almost there. No, no. And then, and then he's, and then I am in the right place and you're like, oh, there you go. There you go. And then I whiff it again. And you're like, well, <laughs> uh, almost at it. It was, oh man, it was so fun. It was humiliating, but also really funny. So back, back to Adonius. <laughs> uh, the, the only other memory I have uh, in working on this song was when we were, when, when we were uh, first learning it, was trying to figure out how to go from the three, four to the faster part. I know there was a lot of debate there and we finally ended up just having Andy counted in, but uh, do, do you remember us struggling with that, Patrick? I don't remember that particular struggle, but uh, <laughs> there've been a lot of struggles over the years. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, like I said, the struggle I remembered was from the previous song we talked about a mock time where there was a lot of uh, different arrangements and stuff going on. This one, this one to me seems like we did it pretty quickly. I, rem like it, I uh, remember this transition 
discussion. Yeah. And we were trying to make it, trying to figure out how to make it really smooth without, you know, losing any, um, just like going from one to the, to the next. And we ended up yeah. just kind of fading out on one and clicking into the next, didn't we? Yeah. 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 So it wasn't exactly what we had planned, but I think, I think it turned, I think we made the best decision for the song, even though it wasn't exactly what we might've envisioned originally. Yeah. I mean, it was just a short, short pause, but it, yeah. it worked. Yeah. Yeah. I think it worked. The alternative was to play the entire song slow in three, four, and clearly people weren't ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember this debate, but I'll, I'll take your word for it. And I'm glad that we had it the way we, we ended up with it. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty happy with the, with the song, the way it turned out. It's me too. It's, it's cool because it feels like we're just kind of ending it on this slowed down note and then it just takes off. So it's, yeah. it's kind of sneaky in that it's, we, we really end that album on kind of a banger, but it doesn't feel like it at the beginning of it. So it, yeah. I, I like how it's kind of subversive that way. It kind of surprises people. Yeah. yeah. I thought that the whole album, it was like a nice culmination to that album. I thought overall. Yeah, I, I, I really like, like yeah. the whole album. So. Yeah, year two, I think, is, I think at the time, I, I don't know if I'd still say this, but at the time, it was probably one of our, I mean, it was our second album, but it, it felt way more cohesive and complete than than our first one did, because our first one was kind of, we, it was kind of dissociated because we weren't really together yet when we were writing the songs. And so year two, once we had gotten here, and finished all the songs it felt like they all went together and really had this cohesive sound and and had a, a flow and uh, even you know even though we're writing songs separately so i think this is really the point at which we started uh, figuring out how this whole thing works agreed yes affirmative <laughs> <laughs> well patrick i i know at this point on year 2 not only were you uh, uh, trying to uh, outdo a mock time, which came right before this, uh, but you were also competing with Shore Leave as being, you know, the uh, <laughs> the song that finished the previous album. So, you know, I I, I think you did okay. I, I wouldn't say that you you out you outdid Shore Leave, but it was a good try. <laughs> Actually, the thing that was most different for me between year one and two is that most of my songs on year one were really short. And I noticed how like you guys all got like twice as much time on the album as I did because all my songs were short. And so this time I was consciously making my songs longer. <laughs> See, that's why I wrote Friday's Child on year three. <laughs> that's right. It's like, oh, you think you're going to have the longest song? five-year mission and do you like getting exclusive content you should head over to patreon right now and visit five-year mission 
because we've got all the exclusive content you're not getting on any other social media. There's videos, pictures, sometimes we post news there before we post it anywhere else, behind the scenes of us working on albums and podcasts, and sometimes just pictures of us goofing off that we don't put anywhere else, only on Patreon. And there are many options to choose from. You can be a lieutenant commander, you can be a captain, you can even be an admiral. Each of those comes with their own special perks. One of the perks of being an admiral is that you get to be a producer on this podcast. Currently, our producers are Carol Jones, Jen Tift, Helen Lake, Steve and Frankie Palopoli, Roxy and Becky, Debbie Rinke, and Jim Morehouse. So what are you waiting for? Go to Patreon slash 5-Year Mission right now. That's the number 5-Year Mission. And sign up. It's that easy.
So that'll do it for Who Mourns for Adonius. You know, but I bet Andy has a few words to say about this song. What do you think, Mike? Yep. Before we wrap this up, let's hear what Andy has to say. Who Mourns for Adonai. Whatever you want to call him. Adonais. Adonis. Adonius. Yeah, I do remember that we might have thought it was Adonis at first. Yeah. And they also never say his name in the episode. Right. Well, the guy in the episode's name is Apollo. Right. So So, who the the f*** is Adonis? I don't know. Adonai. Yeah. Adonis. Yeah. Recently, I I heard somebody on, on a podcast say that they researched it and it's supposed to be pronounced Adonai. Oh sure, but that doesn't fit with the with the rhyme scheme of the song. Nope, I know. So <laughs> it'll, it'll never work. So uh, not much to say about the episode. There's a giant green hand. Uh, there's a giant god guy. Uh, anything else? <laughs> <laughs> I still love that when he grew. Uh, he still had on his tiny little skirt thing with his toga, <laughs> and he was. I, th- I think I made a meme about that too, actually. <laughs> Probably. It's like the like, it's like there's just a should like a photo of him. It's just 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 said I just said I am I am the god Apollo, and then like it's Kirk and Kirk and Chekhov and I think mccoy and it's like and we're the guys that can totally totally see see up your skirt adonai was apparently also a poem by percy bish shelley and it was an elegy on the death of john keats in 1866 i had i had to look it up i don't know that's that, that was just a side thing uh but yeah that was uh this is a very strange episode i mean obviously you have the iconic green hand holding the enterprise in place and then you get they get beamed down to the planet and he's apparently a god and um what's her name decides to stay back with him just because he's a god even though he was a dick the entire time right (sighs) i mean it was the 60s so i mean i guess like that was the thing it's like Hey, I'm a tough guy. I'm sh- I'm sure of myself, you know. I can I can provide for you, you know, because I'm a god. It's like she's like, well, okay, sure. Like 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 Lieutenant MacGyver's in Space Seed. Yeah, yeah, like, that's right. You're, you're gonna stay with Khan. <laughs> you know, I just I just want to want to see 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 how this dickhead shakes out. <laughs> yeah, I can change him. I swear. No, don't do that. Don't don't give yourself a project if you're staying behind on a planet with somebody. No, you don't you you don't you don't need a special project to like keep yourself busy and give yourself a challenge if you're completely leaving your job and your life just to go live with one dude on a planet. Not gonna happen. Cause I mean we we all see see how well it worked out for MacGyver. Yeah. Oh God! She was not around during the Wrath of Khan days. No, she didn't make it. Uh, <laughs> have Have you watched all of the Star Trek Continues episodes? Yeah, yeah. So you saw the one where they brought back Apollo, right? 
mm-hmm. with the, the the original actor and everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I thought that was pretty awesome. Uh, I actually, you know, all of the Star Trek continues episodes, I think, are pretty cool. And the fact that that they brought back several actors for various episodes, but uh, the I thought the one with Apollo was pretty good and a, and a nice kind of uh, book into his story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like what he'd been up to since then. It's it's been a while since I've watched that, but this the whole episode is I haven't watched it for a while now. But I wish I could justify what she did like by staying behind or like figure out why she stayed. It's like, Ooh, it's fascinating. That's not a reason. Right. I've, like, I've met, I've, I've met tons of fascinating people, but I'm not, I'm not leaving my life to, you know, just hang out with them. Wasn't she like a specialist in, in like, like lore. Yeah. Like gr- Greek gods or something like, mm-hmm. like earth mythology or something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, whatever it's like like you can't you can't tell right away that this is a sham and this guy's crazy (laughs) Ooh, he can he can he can grow Ooh, wow awesome he can make things appear cool he's magic too (laughs) not who he says he is though (laughs) uh so do do you remember patrick's first demo slightly i know i know we made some changes um once we got to it but i remember like i remember it wasn't at all kind of just like slow at yeah. the beginning okay like and, the intro and it, and it was all in like minor it was like really depressing it, what a way to end it out <laughs> well i think that was the po- <laughs> I, I think that's the reason that we were all like um maybe give this another try patrick <laughs> <laughs> maybe add some pep <laughs> yeah because i mean the, 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 the closing song you, you got you got to leave them wanting more yeah and like a, a super sad ballad about a false god is definitely not going to do it <laughs> yeah oh, and and of course i mean patrick agreed that uh you know it was much better after the changes um yeah and uh but yeah uh i i went back i i listened to that original demo also and and man does it slag it's just like <laughs> it's like giant hand in the sky, in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> uh but so uh <sighs> so we did we changed it uh you know it, it starts out a little a little mellow but then it kicks in and basically mm-hmm. becomes like kind of a punk song really yeah i always compared it like a like that change up there i, I kind of compared it to like a like a dropkick murphys-esque kind of thing yeah i could see that yeah yeah because it has it has that kind of kind of feel to it i mean wait, but uh, wait what was the uh what's the drinking song that by we, any other name did yeah, by any other name. Yeah, that's the, that. That was the other one that had like the very that. That's more Dropkick Murphys type. Yeah, yeah. Influence right there, but yeah, this was this was kind of the original. It's like I I always loved the way it like kicked in and like the way it like has that quick little pause like right right after the courses, so it has like a you have like a chance to breathe for a yeah. second, and then it's like oh no, we're still back. <laughs> I remember the debate as to how to switch between those parts, which, of course, 
I mean, we, we just had you count it off, but I remember. Yeah, it was like a quick one, two, three, four. Yeah, I remember uh, there was like a huge debate as to whether or not we should keep the, the count in the song. Yeah. Which I think we, we, we did end up leaving it in. Yeah, because I listened on my phone earlier. I wasn't really listening for like stick clicks or anything like that. But yeah, I, did, did we leave the stick clicks in? I think we did. Of course, hmm. now, right, right about now, there's probably like a couple of people screaming at us like, there's no stick clicks! <laughs> <laughs> well, it, I think it would have been weird to leave them in considering this is the same album with Arena, right? Uh, this one and yeah, Galileo Seven and Arena are on this yeah, and, album, and, and both of those had where we we left the stick clicks in. Yeah, so it it'd be a- weird to have yet another song with stick clicks because I think <laughs> I, I think I was amazed that we that I was able to get away with leaving two stick clicks in. I wouldn't think I'd be able to get get away with a third stick <laughs> click count off, even though even though I love stick click count ins, they're wonderful. Especially, especially with a little bit of reverb, badass! Come on. <laughs> and we haven't we haven't really done this song live all that no, many times, have we, we? We really only played it a handful of times back when the album first came out. Uh, I mm. don't. I, I think maybe like five or six times at the most. Um. So yeah, I I none of the rest of us have remembered any of thing about any of the times we ever played it. So it must. <laughs> It must have been. It must have gone must have been well. eleven years ago. Yeah, it, it must have gone well and uneventful. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't. There wasn't really much. All I remember mainly was uh, after the first album, the way we ended the first album and then started year two, um, having having it end, having uh, this song end on that just kind of like that note that just rings out with a bunch of reverb and all the effects and everything. And then yeah. starting year three, which will be the next episode we wind up recording of uh, little songs, uh, starting it off with the changeling. And if you, if anyone ever notices year two ends exactly like right where year three picks up. Yep. In case you didn't, did you guys discuss that already? <laughs> uh, we did talk about that. Yes. Oh, um, I'm not original. But uh, we didn't talk about the fact that we put out that it was it was like a year and a half between those. And we put out a whole nother EP in between in between. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget. Well, oh, t- t- triples came between two and three, right? Yep. OK, yeah, that was whew. how did we how did we used to do it? I don't know. It's ridiculous. I'm putting out for the first four years, we put out an album a year. Oh, and ever since then, it's been like three, four, five years. Younger. <laughs> it just keeps getting longer and longer. Like I'm, I'm glad we're working on the final album in the TOS run because it, by it, with the way that we've been going <laughs> songwriting and recording wise, <laughs> we wouldn't have another TOS album out until like 2030 by yep. the, at this point. <laughs> so any other memories or thoughts or anything about uh, who mourns for us? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, figuring out how to pronounce it at first, having people at cons try to correct us and then us, <laughs> and then us having to be like, well, we looked it up and, 
this is what it said. And it's like, well, I looked it up and this is, this is what it said. So <laughs> pronounce this final song on year two, however you want, just know that this is the pronunciation that we found. So don't add us nerds. Take us out, Chris. Well, that that's another episode of five year mission, the podcast. Thank you for joining us. See y'all next time. Insert cricket sound effect. listening to five year mission the podcast if anyone is interested in listening to more of our music check us out on youtube spotify itunes or anywhere that you can listen to music just search for five year mission and we will be the first thing that pops up if you would like to contact us you can email us at five year mission band at gmail.com you can also find us at five year mission.net and make sure to follow us on facebook instagram and twitter Five-Year Mission, the podcast, is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. This has been a classic Rittenhouse production. Wait, that was the last episode. Oh, no, yeah. I gotta get some water. I'll be I'll be back momentarily.